episode of our third season. So, um, of course, sports finally back. We have a ton of sports news to go over. Um, opening day for the MLB. We have the next Harry Tom Thibodeau. What's going on with the Washington football team? All that's going on here. And, of course, at the end of this, we will do our top 15 linebackers of all time. So, we're not all time. Of um, this season. Of right now. Sorry. I uh, forgot. So we're doing the team right now. Um, so first thing we want to talk about, we'll kick it off with the NFL and the Washington football team. I, uh, so, of course, why? if you didn't know, the Washington Redskins, which is a racial slur. Yeah. You talked about this for years. Finally, people have, like, wised up to the fact that their name is just a racial slur. <laughs> and... They, and of course, this comes around with the Black Lives Matter movement and all that. And there's a deep look into racism in our country right now. We don't really get into that because this isn't a political podcast. Yeah. This is a podcast about sports. So, we, but uh, they are now going to be called this season the Washington football team. Um, because I'm guessing because they probably didn't have, like, they probably don't have time to get, like, all yeah, of yeah. the stuff rebranded, all the Redskins stuff. And just keep every, all their jerseys are just going to say Washington. Instead of a logo on the side of their helmets, it's just going to be their number, kind of like uh, mm-hmm. Alabama. Or like, uh, the, the Tide. Yeah, or the Browns, yeah. So, there's that. Also... It's going to be terrible play-by-play, man. Yes, <laughs> it will. But, um, one thing, Seattle has had a big couple of weeks oh, yeah. in the world of sports. First, while we're talking about the NFL, we'll get to more in Seattle later. But the first thing is Jamal Adams has been traded to Seattle. And then on top of that, even worse for the Jets, CJ Mosley is saying he's not going to play this. He's opted out of the season. So, well, I don't uh, blame him a lot. Of, basically, the whole Patriots team opted out of the season, too. Yeah. Uh, one so, of the. Got it. I mean, if I played for the Jets, I'd want to opt out every season yeah. <laughs> if possible. So there's the. Um, I mean, this just makes Seattle's defense so much scarier. Honestly, okay, so I like the trade both ways. I think it's a fair trade. Mm-hmm. But I still think the Jets won the trade. Because. Mm-hmm. Let's see, overall. I mean, I'll check it out. I like Jamal Adams, but I don't think he's worth two first round picks. Mm-hmm. But, then again, maybe he'll. Uh, Seattle defensive coordinator knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He'll probably have a really good year. The thing, though, just because he might be worth, like, a. Jamal Adams with Seattle's defensive coaching staff may be worth two round, two first round picks. Oh, but yeah. John, Jamal Adams on the Jets <laughs> coaching staff it's might not, like a pick and a yeah, or yeah, might not be worth it. Well, so they trade. So the Seahawks are expected decision to trade three picks in safety uh, Bradley McDougald to the Jets for All Pro safety Jamal Adams. So. Yeah, the Seahawks. So it's three picks and a safety for Jamal Adams. I don't know exactly see what picks those were. New York gets the 2021-2022 first round picks and a 2021 third round pick. And then there's Bradley McDougald guy 
for Jamal Adams. Let's see, Bradley McDougald um, last year had one forced fumble, two interceptions, six passes defended, and 52 solo tackles. So he was, I don't know, it doesn't seem that great to me. Um, combined 70 tackles at half yes. a stack. Also, you got to think about the fact that he didn't want to play there, so if they didn't trade him, they probably wouldn't have gotten any like full production from him. Yeah. So I can't. Well, also big news: Le'Veon Bell has been chirping at Jamal Adams, which is weird because. Oh god. Which is weird. He did like the exact same thing at Pittsburgh. I can't do it. Levy on Bell. Levy on Bell is Antonio Brown. Like, There's two players who like I read their names. Awesome. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown got suspended for eight games. He's on the team. How do you do that? It's Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. He's retired like three times already. Ridiculous. But the what was I talking about? Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams. It makes no sense for them to be this bad at each other because, mm-hmm. and everyone's like hyping it up. Oh, week fifteen, they're gonna yeah. play each other. First of all, week fifteen, everyone's playing the reserves. <laughs> right. Oh, and yeah, Le'Veon Bell's gonna be healthy week fifteen. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna entire offense. He's gonna get hurt. Offensive line is so bad. I'm just telling you, Le'Veon right Bell can't even get close to the same. If anybody listening to this plays fantasy football, do not draft a single jet this year. It's oh, an no. awful idea. Don't do it. Oh, and sixteen. Don't do it. Trevor Lawrence Second, Celtics in third, Heat in fourth, Pacers fifth, Sixers are seventh, and those people, those are the six teams locked in the playoffs. Now we have the Magic, Nets, and Wizards, none of which are locked into the playoffs. One of these teams will not make it. Who do you think that'll be? Um, hundred percent not. Why would I, I think the Washington? Invited? They they barely made the cutoff. Why are they invited? They're ba- they barely made the bubble cutoff. They're like so. that family member who mm-hmm. no one wants to come to the family. Yeah. But they show up like maybe 30 minutes early. You're yeah. like, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Washington, I, I would definitely agree. Washington would be Bradley Bill isn't even playing. I don't know. I can keep track of who's opted out and whatnot, all right? Although, I'm definitely going to watch a Wizards game, which won't happen. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was not the I would I watch a Wizards game? No, thank you. Yeah. So, all right, we'll move on to the West. Uh, the teams that are locked in, we have the Lakers. in New Orleans. Of these four teams, because I don't honestly, in my opinion, I know it's possible mathematically, but Sacramento, I don't think 
his back again. Actually, um, I don't think Phoenix was even there. In the bubble? Well, yeah. I know that the uh, Kings were there because Darren Fox shaved his head. Yeah. And he looked so weird. Yeah. It kind of looked um, like a gremlin. But yeah, uh, I think, my last opinion, right? Nurkic is back, right? Mm-hmm. Zion is still on a minutes restriction because he's not fully in shape. Because he's not in shape. I don't think the Pelicans make it because of the minutes because we saw how detrimental that could be the first night. Oh, yeah. And when your Jazz beat them, then Zion didn't play like them. Well, a big issue too. Like the last, like, Seven, what was it like, five, six, seven minutes of the game, of a close game? Their uh, schedule is ten times easier than anyone else's. But, yeah. Like, but, um, San Antonio, I just, I don't see. I mean, it's Rick Popovich, you can't ever really write him out. That's true. For me, this is a two, but for me, currently, I say two team race, and that is between Memphis and Portland. But yeah. I think Memphis is going to still hold on to that spot and make that. I just, Charles, Jared Jackson, they're just so good. Uh, but Nurkic being back will definitely help the Trailblazers, but no. they haven't played with him for so long. The team chemistry just can't be there. Is that Paul Pierce? That's Paul Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching the uh, Trailblazers-Celtics game Which is funny because you're in the background right now, and they showed Paul Pierce in the virtual crowd. So, but yeah, that's definitely, I think I'm going to hand it to Memphis, take well, a great spot. Well, I 100% think Memphis should, and they will mm-hmm. be the, ooh. Will be the eighth seed. Yeah. But Pelicans are going to get some Adam Silver magic. Oh, LeBron versus Zion. Oh, yeah. Oh, TV ratings. I like the Pelicans. I feel like, okay, so the Pelicans could potentially Mm -hmm. do the play in tournament thing that they were talking about. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, so basically for the eighth spot, I think that it's if someone. If a team is within a certain number of games, I think maybe three, at the end of the season, they will have a three-game series where the team that is already has the eighth seed only has to win one game to make it in, mm-hmm. and the team that has, or well, I guess it will be max two-game series, yeah. and the team that is in ninth will have to beat them twice to make it in. And I think this is a little bit of Adam Silver magic trying to help the Pelicans oh, yeah. make it in the playoffs. So. But- is that, uh, Lonzo is terrible, so they're not. I don't think so. I don't think Lonzo can. Like, Lonzo, don't get me wrong. He's good. He has very good defensive potential. I don't think he can hold up with Ja. Well, the night I was watching uh, the Jazz game, right? Uh-huh. I saw Lonzo. I was like, they're trying to rest the offense too much on him. Yeah. To whereas I feel like if you have mm-hmm. a Brandon Ingram. Well, because here's the thing, though. Teams have smartened up the Brandon Ingram. Yeah. So he's getting, like, doubled. And then Lonzo's open, so they're trying to like pass Lonzo. But Lonzo can't shoot. Zion's not on the floor because he's chunky. <laughs> chunky. So at that point, it's Brandon Ingram. What are you gonna do? Throw the ball to Josh Hart? Exactly. Like or this, old JJ Reddick. By I, the oh, way, oh, okay, okay. I was watching part of that Jazz Pelicans game. That man is 90 years old and has still, like, one of the smoothest jump shots in basketball. It's weird that you say that because he's a year younger than LeBron. <laughs> yeah. But, but LeBron's LeBron. That's this man true. is 90 years old. LeBron is 91, but he's LeBron. Yeah. He's a, oh, you know, LeBron. he's a specimen. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> what are you going to do, right? Uh-huh. So, but okay. Yeah. Honestly, that uh, Pelicans, I give him 
two or three years and then everyone stays together. Everybody stays healthy. And if they develop Jackson Hayes, because I noticed that Jackson yeah, Hayes, Hayes is being left open at the three point line, mm -hmm. if you give him a little give him bit, a shot. Help him get a shot. Do it. Do it. This summer, have Jackson Hayes work with JJ as much as he yeah, can. Exactly. You have one of the best, like, best three point shooters in NBA history. They have I think they have the sixth best odds at the at the lottery. Mm -hmm. Um they hire Tom Thibodeau to become in and become their um head coach next season and of course Tom Thibodeau um I think was he the Timberwolves or is he the Grizzlies? I always get those mixed he up. Timberwolves. There's Timberwolves. Already through his coaching career so far, uh, he was an assistant coach at Salem State, 81-84, head coach at Salem State, 84-85, assistant at Harvard, 85-89, he was an assistant with the Minnesota Timberwolves from 89-91, assistant with San Antonio, 92-94, assistant with Philadelphia, 94-96, assistant with the Knicks, 96-2004, so that's kind of where this comes in, he was yeah. an assistant with them for eight years, then he went to be an assistant with the Rockets for... 2004-2007, uh, he was the associate head coach of the Boston Celtics from 2007-2010. Head coach of the Chicago Bulls during the big Rose years from 2010-2015. And then he's been with the Timberwolves 2016-2019. And of course now will coach the Knicks. He won coach of the year, the year that Rose um, uh, won the MVP 2011. And he was the All-Star Game head coach in 2012. And he won an NBA championship as an assistant in 2008 with the Boston Celtics on that, of course, you know, KG, Paul Pierce, as we were just talking about earlier, uh, Ray Allen, uh, Ray John Rondo team. So, yeah. I, uh, I, might, I might switch spotlights here. You might switch spotlights? Okay, we can, I mean, they haven't, they haven't heard your spotlight yet. So, okay. um, now MLB, real quick. We'll go ahead and run through the standings real quick. I'll just talk about, um, yeah, I'll talk about division by division real quick. Uh, the Yankees lead their division in two years and Orioles. And then third is the Blue Jays and the Rays and the Red Sox. Uh, the Twins lead the Sale Central, two games ahead of the White Sox. And it's the Indians, Tigers, Royals going down the line. Uh, and the AL West, the Athletics, and Astros are tied. The Mariners are one and a half games behind. Uh, and it's the Rays and the Angels. In my opinion, and I've even said this going into the season, the most interesting uh, division of baseball is the AL West because. How's Houston going to do with other trash cans? Uh, Oakland's good. Seattle's good. Texas is good. The Angels got Brandon this offseason, so they shouldn't be as bad as they were last year. Which they were terrible, but they should really improve. So it's going to be an interesting uh, role for me. But the Angels we'll start off more. I feel, like, seven, so. I feel like the Astros shouldn't be even be a team. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're just getting. The reason they're doing so good is because they keep getting walked. Yeah, hit, hit by balls. Okay, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, and then the National League, we've the Braves, are leading a game and a half ahead of the Marlins. And it's the Nationals, Phillies, and Mets going down the line. The Central, we have the Cubs, two and a half games ahead of the Rivers, and it's the Reds, Cardinals, Pirates down the line. And, and the West, we have the Rockies and the Dodgers tied. And then the Padres, Giants, and Diamondbacks going down the line. Uh, now some baseball, a little bit of news. Uh, I'm gonna run through the. Yeah, let me find the scores. I'm gonna go to uh, back to opening day because it is 
one of the best days in sports. Even though it happened a couple weeks back, I still just want to run through the scores from opening day because, honestly, it's an amazing day in opening day. So um, the Yankees beat the Nationals 4-1 in a six-inning game due to rain, and then the Dodgers beat the Giants 8-1 um, that night. So that was, those are your opening day scores. Just wanted to make sure I mentioned that. And then Boogie Betts, friends of the Dodgers. Well, the Marlins were supposed to start a series with the Orioles, and the Phillies were supposed to start a series with the Yankees, but the Yankees and Orioles had to end up playing each other because mm-hmm. the other two teams couldn't play, and it's just become a cluster, and it's already bad. Yeah. I'd also like to mention the NBA has zero positive tests since the line first. So. Well, it's because everyone's in a bubble. They need to bubble situation. You see that? There's a million baseball stadiums out there. Like, yeah. I don't know. Honestly, if they get a bubble, they should do it in L.A. Because you have the Dodgers, you have Dodgers Stadium, you have UCLA has a baseball team, UNC, you have uh, San Diego is not far away. It's a very short drive from L.A. to San Diego, and Anaheim is not far away. So there are plenty of fields that have games going on at the same time, even, and you could have bubbled very easily there, or you could have gone in the Bay Area. Where there are, you know, where there's Oakland has their stadium and the Giants. So, like, it's very mm-hmm. good. Okay. Um, we have a little milestone watch here. Mike Trout is 14 home runs away for his 300 home run. He's 286 currently. And Kershaw is 30 strikeouts away from 2,500. So, he's 2,470 right now. Yeah, big, big news. Oh, I saw this and I was so excited. Dwayne The Rock Johnson has become. That's what I'm excited about. And the Rattlehawks. Rattlehawks. Sorry. Rattlehawks. Hey, come on. I, okay, hey, hockey just came back. I got hockey on my mind. All right. The Battlehawks. Sorry, it's been a while since we had here. I'm starting to forget, man. That's why they bring it back. Look at that leprechaun. Did you see that? I did. That three was pretty nice. Oh, that was a two. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next time I'm back, we off track. Um, now, and only the NHL news here. Jerseys are amazing. Their color scheme? Their color scheme. Dude, right? Seattle has just the best looking teams always. The Supersonics, always. the Seahawks, now the Dragon. The Mariners don't look half bad, especially back in the Griffey days oh, with yeah. the bright green jerseys. Oh, oh, man, dude, I love it. So, there are those like, kind of brighter teal jerseys. All right, now for the big part of the podcast here, we have our. Now, I, have, I have both of them on my list. I will confirm. Now, I confirm. 
Even though, even though they both didn't play linebacker last season. Okay. But, but ESPN has a so okay, so we had that. I was going off of the ESPN official depth charts. So, and you were going off of CBS. CBS, like, pro working. basketball reference. Pro basketball reference, man? Yeah. Pro basketball reference is so much easier to say <laughs> that now. Alright. But, but, yeah. So, as a compromise. I will have both of them on here. And then I'm going to put them both oh. as my 15. Okay. So, so that sounds good. So it's like, Just so yeah. that they mention. Okay, that sounds so good. Mentioned. First, my honorable mentions. Uh, Blake Martinez, Zadarius Smith, Anthony Richards, Juan Alexander, Big Beasley Jr., and Damian Wilson. I like that. So I'm going to throw them out there as honorable mentions, and I'll kick it off with my 15, which is Anthony Barr. Uh, he had one interception this season, one force home, one home recovery, four passes defended, one and a half sacks, 79 total tackles, six tackles for losses, seven AB, and he had a safety this year. So he ended up at 15. Not a guy who does one thing particularly well, but he's, but he's like, a, like as you can see, with four passes defended and an interception, he's a decent. He can play the pass decently. He has 79 total tackles. He has six tackles for loss. He can pass rush and, you know, take care of running game pretty easily. So just somebody who's kind of a good all-around guy. Who is your 15? My 15, Khalil Mack. Yeah. Do you want to talk about yeah. this? I'll go into my 14. Yeah, all right. Okay. Tremaine. Edmonds. Edmonds, I have a hard time saying. He's from Buffalo. I know he's good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. There we go. He had one interception, nine pass deflections, and he had a sack and a half. He also had 115 tack- combined tackles, mm-hmm. and he had four QB hits. Yeah. Um, really good player. Everyone else is better, so 15. 15. Okay. Okay. My 14. It's. It's not, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. So my 14, and trust me, I this felt really bad putting him this low, but the, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, he. I can't believe he did it. I'm gonna be honest. I had to, I had to, you know, I had to be honest with myself. He was injured quite a bit last year, and when he was playing, the numbers didn't really stack up to everybody else. And there were some players who I was like, yeah, maybe, like maybe his numbers could have been better than him, but the fact of the matter is he was injured, and that's a late Vander Esch. Um, he played nine games. He had a forced fumble, three passes defended, half a sack, uh, 72 total tackles, a tackle for a loss, and an AV of five. So it wasn't great. Like, but 72 total tackles, that's on pace to get 128, which is a very good number, a very high level number. But he just didn't, it was, he just injured a lot. And his rookie season was amazing. So hopefully he stays healthy and we get back to those numbers this year. So. I, I love him. He's okay. the only cowboy. Uh, this is Roquan Smith. Another guy who missed a few games, though he played 12, so that's a good sample size. Uh, one interception, two pass defended, two sacks, 101 total tackles, which would be on pace to get 135. Five tackles for a loss and an AD of seven. So. Uh, also, one thing I was comparing this list to last, uh, I can't say last week, but the last episode's list for the defensive linemen is linebackers tend to have higher approximate value than defensive linemen. Oh, yeah. They saw just the 40 or whatever it is, so I'll throw that out there. Uh, but now, uh, you're 13. All right. My 13 is Juan Alexander. Mm-hmm. Now, he probably shouldn't even be on this list, but I'm going to do approximately by if he could play a healthy season
Yeah, that was kind of what kept him in my honorable yeah. mentions. He played eight games this season. He still managed to get a pick in that time. He yep. also had four passes clutches, a forced fumble, and half a sack, and 34 tackles. But the deal with them, he can't stay healthy, but if you base it off of his healthy season, which was in 2016, the sophomore year, he had 145 which is a pretty good number, yeah. It's a really good number. And like, when, like, uh, I think the tackle leader this year at 159, which was Bobby which Wagner of the Seahawks. That amazing defense we've talked about this episode, yeah. Seahawks is insane. Yep. But I feel like you can't, here's the J.J. Watt thing, I have to mm-hmm. take that into consideration. You mm-hmm. can't count them out because they're hurt. Yep. Because uh, he can come back next year, play a whole healthy season, and probably reduce the same amount of and also, he's on the elite San Francisco 49ers defense, which I experienced firsthand. So, All right. All right. And now he was your 13? Mm-hmm. All right, who's your 12? My 12 is Jayon Brown. Mm-hmm. All right, so he is from the Tennessee Titans. I dealt with him. Awesome. I've watched him play. He's scary. Um, he only he missed two games this season. He only played 14 games. Injuries are up. Something you'll see a lot for these lower half people. Yeah. Where it's put in the back. We had an interception. We also had eight pass deflections. Yeah. And he like, had a touchdown, by the mm-hmm. way, and a sack. But last season, he had six sacks, which is insane. Also, he had uh, 105 combined tackles this season. Also, he had three QB hits. But last season was yeah. utterly insane. Like, for him, that makes no sense. You only started nine of those games last season, yep. too. But I'm going to factor in last season with this season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep. All right, so my 12. Also, mentioned all the injuries. Yeah, I kind of tried to keep injuries guys down. Mm-hmm. There is nobody in my top 12 who missed more than three games. Yeah. So, um, but my my 12 here. And this is, I mean, he's really good. But last season was kind of a down year for him. That's Von Miller. Yeah. Um if you look at the numbers, two passes defended. Uh, he had only had eight sacks for Von Miller. That's really that's a down year. And uh, no, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good, it's but it's a really a down yeah. year for Von Miller. But if you're not getting any sacks, like I mean, eight is pretty good, yeah. right? But also, if you're only going to give me eight, if you're not going to give me double-digit sacks in a season, you need to give me more than 46 total tackles. Which is pretty sad. Yeah, I mean, ten tackles for a loss, amazing. He has a high AV at 11 compared to just all the NFL. Mm-hmm. But at linebacker, that's not super high. Yeah. So, I mean, it just – I felt bad putting him down here, but it's just kind of how yeah, it felt. And it's – I'm mainly ba- – I'm, like, heavily basing it off of this past season because it's kind of trying to be, like, the top 15 right now. Yeah. And that's where I put Bob Miller. Uh, my 11's Demario Davis. Uh, one interception. Um, a 12 passes defended as a linebacker. 12 is ridiculous. Um, four sacks, 111 total tackles, which is a great number too. Um, 11 tackles for a loss and a 14 AB. Um, really good season. I'm excited to watch more of him. So, Demario Davis, and who is your 11? My 11. My 11 is Von Miller. I'm also going to Okay. Number 10, your boy, Lake Van Esch. Okay. Terrible season, which you talked about. But it was uh, injury. Just, just sophomore year. Yeah. Sophomore slump a little bit, and with injuries, it just kind of helped. But I love the guy. I think mm-hmm. that's why I put him at my 10. Yep. He's hard-hitting. He'll impact mm-hmm. the defense. Mm-hmm. I like him. I feel like he's going to be probably the next Von Miller. Mm-hmm. If you want to phrase him like that. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, and now he was your 10? He's my 10. My 10 is Jordan Hicks. Um, a, another one who's pretty good all around. He had three interceptions this year. Also had two forced fumbles and a fumble recovered. And six passes defended with a sack. One and a half sack, so not maybe the best pass rusher. But he did have 11 tackles for a loss to make up for that. And 150 total tackles. Jeez. Which had to be like second or third in the league, right? Because I know 159 is the most. I didn't look at the full chart. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that's Jordan Hicks. Just had a great season. My number nine is Joe Schobert, who I originally fell in love with because he was had a, I had a, my I had an ultimate team card from a couple yeah. years ago that I fell in love with. But then I was looking at his stats this year. He actually is really good. Really good. Uh, four receptions, three forced fumbles, a fumble recovered, nine passes defended, two sacks, 133 total tackles, seven tackles for a loss, and an AB of nine. Just great stats. I really, I, that's I think he's been right so he's my nine. Who is yours? All right, my nine is Jalen Smith. He had two and a half sacks in mm-hmm. interception. He had 142 combined mm-hmm. tackles. Yep. Uh, really like him. Insane tackle count. I don't think you can argue with the tackle count. Okay, yeah, tackle yeah. counts show how much you're ahead. Yep. Right. So my number eight is Neon Neon Jones. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is hard for me because I personally like Neon Jones. But this year just really wasn't his year. Um, yeah. It was all out of one year to pick score, which is strange. But he had still yeah. one pick. He had 110 combined tackles. He had eight tackles for loss, yeah. which is insane. Um, he also had four QB hits. He didn't get sacked, though, which is yeah. weird. But he still got to quarterback. He's been pressured. Really yeah. liked him, so that is my eight. <laughs> All right, that's uh, your eight. Yeah, my eight. This is where I put another cowboy here, Jalen Smith. Mm-hmm. All right, an interception, two forced fumbles, fumble recovered, nine passes defended, two and a half sacks, 142 total tackles. It was great, of course. Six times for loss in the Navy of 11. What else is there to say? I mean, he was he's good. And I mean, part of his stats might be a bit inflated with Van Der Esch not being there for seven mm-hmm. games. So, but he still proves in the pudding. He had a good season. So you can't tell me otherwise. Um, and then my seven, this is where I put Khalil Mack. Okay. Now, it might seem a bit low, but honestly, some of these guys just, like, they just beat him out. And I, it's almost like they're linebackers, and he's not. <laughs> no, that's all, he is a linebacker, though. <laughs> but he had five forced fumbles, one fumble recover, four pass defended, eight and a half sacks, and 47 total tackles, eight tackles for a loss, and 11 AB. He kind of falls in with Von Miller. A bit. They have very similar numbers. Savon Miller, of course, like I said earlier, eight sacks and 46 total tackles. Uh, Khalil Mack, eight and a half sacks and 47 total tackles. What puts Khalil so much higher than Von Miller is that he forced five fumbles. <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so I, Khalil Mack, one of those guys, I think, of course, he's really, really good. There's no doubt about it. It's just that the stats didn't really show it much this year. And like I said, a lot of this is going off of this year. So if he gets back to Cleo Mack numbers next year, I if we do another one of these next year, I very well could see him at my third spot. You know, he just fell this year. So who is your my seven? Your, did you already go over your seven? Yeah, my seven was Dan Jones. Oh, okay. So you'll make on. I think we got a little messed up here, but okay. Uh, my six is Dante Fowler Jr. Okay. Uh, two forced fumbles, fumble recover, six passes defended, 11 and a half sacks. 58 total tackles, 16 tackles for a loss, which is a ridiculous number for tackles for a loss, and an AB of 7. So, just good. Once again, another just great stat line from a great player. That's kind of what this comes out. Like, I, 
don't really have much to like talk about these guys. It's just kind of all in the stats. It's yeah, it's, hard. it's one of those positions where it's just yeah, all in the rip. All right. Know, that's awesome. <laughs> it's getting low oh yeah, forty-two to twenty-four in the second <laughs> quarter. Yeah. On three pointers, God, yeah. Okay, uh, back to the football. <laughs> who is your six? My six is Jamie Collins. Now, okay. You might be like, who is this guy? Yeah. Uh, he had seven sacks and he had three interceptions, and he also had eighty-one combined tackles. Okay. Um, insane stats. Seven, getting seven sacks and then also getting three interceptions in the same year is mm-hmm. nearly impossible. In yeah. My eyes. Yep. So yeah, that's my six. And then my five, a guy I feel like you slipped on a little bit, Demario Davis. Okay. Um, he had one interception, 12 11, yeah. He had four sacks. Mm-hmm. He also had 111 combined tackles. At least seven of those were solo, by the way. Yeah. I want you to realize how insane that is. Yeah. Majority, more than 50% was solo. Uh-huh. And he also had 11 tackles for loss. He had nine QB hits. So, yeah, I'm a great, once again, like it. Great. This is a list. I found the defensive list to be much harder to rank than the offensive list yeah. so far for me. And that's one where it's just like, yeah, like, he has an amazing stat line, but so does everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, I can't. Like, it, it gets to the point where some somebody's got to drop, and I it just ended up being well, Demario Davis for me. I feel like Demario Davis should have been higher. Yeah. Than, but the fact that mm-hmm. I've never really heard of him before to do yeah. this hurt yeah. him a little bit. But yeah. Okay. And he was your. He's my five. Your five. All right. So I'm my five. That's where I put Shaquille Barrett. Um, um, all right, sorry, sorry, there, I had something in my throat, <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> no. uh, he had an interception, six force fumbles, two passes defended, led the league with sacks, 19 and a half, and with 50 total tackles on top of that, so not only did he lead the league in sacks, he also ended up getting about 60 tackles, which is pretty good pretty for good. somebody who leads the league in sacks, because yeah. you'll find that most of the time, sack numbers and, um, Total tackles, I've noticed. If you have a lot of tackles, you don't have a lot of sacks. And if you have a lot of sacks, you don't have a lot of tackles. But to have lead league sacks and also get 60 tackles is pretty good. Shows you're uh, there a lot in the defense. Uh, also had 19 tackles for a loss. So I had almost as many tackles for a loss as he did sacks. And he led the league in sacks. Uh, 13 AB, great, great player. I really enjoy watching him. So um, now we'll move on to Bobby Wagner. who We talked about the Seattle defense we talked about earlier of course led the league in total tackles had an interception a forced fumble fumble recover uh six passes defended three sacks of course 159 total tackles lead the league seven tackles per loss and a 14 ab who is your four with four yeah four levante david okay now he had one interception three forced fumbles which is insane to me that's almost like a hit stick yeah um, a sack, 123 tackles, and 10 tackles for loss, and he had seven QB hits. Uh-huh. Uh, good season. I think statistically it was better than the Mario Davis, which was the uh-huh. guy in front of him. But like you said, all of these yeah, guys are so good. It's hard to. It's more who do I want? I put it in my mind as who do I want on my defense. Uh-huh. I'd rather have a more rounded out stat line than uh-huh. someone who's very sack heavy. Yep. So, and then who is your three? My th- is Fred Warner. Okay. Insane. This is his sophomore year, and he's putting up numbers like this. Mm-hmm. He had three force fumbles, an interception, three sacks, mm-hmm. 118 tackles, and seven tackles for loss. He also had five QB hits. Um, I watched that Super Bowl, and I never heard the guy before. Mm-hmm. And he was everywhere. When I was yeah. watching it, 
felt like he was everywhere. One of those guys, yeah. And uh, also, getting three forced fumbles is insane. Like, I feel like we don't appreciate how much getting a fumble is, mm-hmm. especially at that middle linebacker position. That means when he tackled him, he was slicing through Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, uh, I'm a big fan of Fred Warren. Okay, he was your three? Yep. Okay, my three is my Jason Kidd Award for a guy who's a lot higher than I thought he'd be. Darius Leonard. Now, I knew he had a good season, but I didn't realize it was this good. He had five interceptions while also forcing two fumbles. Mm-hmm. Had seven passes defended, five stacks. So think about that. He intercepted the ball five times and sacked the QB five times. 121 total tackles, which is great. If he would have played those other three games, that's on pace to get 149. Which is still 121 by itself in a season is really good, good. Let alone the fact that he missed three games and did that. Mm-hmm. Seven tackles for a loss and an AV of 12. So that's my three. My two is Chandler Jones. Um, tied leading the league in four fumbles with my number one. Uh, he had three fumbles recovered, five uh, passes defended, 19 sacks. So a half a sack away from dying the league lead. Uh, 53 total tackles and 11 tackles for a loss. 12 AB, very, very good season. To have eight forced fumbles and also second highest sack total is insane, is insane um, with also defending five passes. So it's that's really good for Chandler Jones. Right. Who's your two and then your Also, I have Chandler Jones on my defensive lineman list. Oh, he, he was another one. But yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, my number two, Bobby Wagner. Mm-hmm. He's going to be on this list the way he wasn't. An interception, one force fumble, three sacks. Mm-hmm. What really put him above everyone else was 159 tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like statistically wise, there's some better people than him. For example, mm-hmm. I somehow didn't put I put Kerry Littleton down on my stat sheet, but I didn't put him down. But for example, Kerry Littleton showed in two interceptions, two force fumbles, three and a half sacks, and 134 combined tackles. Mm-hmm. Absolutely insane season, also. Yeah. But I feel like what put Bobby Wagner above him was the fact that he had them fifty nine, which Corey Wilton should have been my third, but I didn't put him on there. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> my, and then your, your number one. My number one, Darius Leonard talked about them. Okay, yeah. Five interceptions, a touchdown, two forced fumbles, five sacks, 121 combined tackles. Yeah. Insane. That is number one. I gave my number one to the other one, brother, TJ Watt. TJ Watt. Uh, two interceptions, of course, tied eight forced fumbles, led the league. Uh, four fumble recovers while eight passes defended. If so he had two picks and eight passes defended while also forcing eight fumbles and getting uh, 14 and a half sacks with 55 total tackles, 14 tackles for a loss, and an approximate value of 14. So TJ Watt would be my top linebacker right now. I, I, okay, I feel like we need to have a subdivision for a flex. Because yeah, because he kind of... Yeah. But... Or next year, if we do this, we're just going to decide definitively decide. what we're going off well, of. Well, usually we talked about it before. But, before, but this one, we just haven't really talked about yeah. it much. So, yep. Okay, um, now on to the True Blue Sports Show Season 3 Pick Series. Here we are. The first. So, this year, what we're going to do is, throughout the entire year, we're going to pick, no matter what sports are going on, every pick you get right is mm-hmm. worth one point, covers the most points at the end of the season, wins it all. Um, so, the first... Hold on, did I win last season? Yeah, you did. I think you were going by win-loss, you were three ahead of me, and going by 
points. You had like five more points in match. So, but we didn't really get to do that much because it started and it didn't shut So now we're going to do the NBA season. We'll combine it into like also World Series comes along. Mike will play just like who's going to win the World Series is one of our picks. Yeah. And, um, we'll maybe some hockey when Stanley Cup comes up. Maybe we'll do a UFC fight or something. So, I would love that. I think we should cut her UFC Now, this week, our three picks are the Lakers at Jazz, which is tonight, Celtics at Heat, which is tomorrow, and the Clippers at Mavericks, which will be, um, I believe, Thursday as we record this. So, yeah, 8-6 Thursday. So, yeah, um, I'm going to go with the Lakers on that first game. I'm going with the Jazz. I got, I got a little bit we can't, of we can't bet. Yeah, I can't bet against your own team. I'm going to go with Miami for... Oh, 100% Celtics. Yeah, Miami as well. Watch this Celtics team right now. Okay, great. No. Uh-huh. Double. Double. Double what? Uh-huh. So, are you going with the Heat or Celtics? Oh, 100% Celtics. Okay. And then this last game. Why do you got to go with Clippers? They've been hot in the bubble. Yeah, I think I'm going with Clippers. So, we're, we're picking the same things except for the Lakers. Also, yeah. I chose the Heat because... Clippers blew a 20 point lead the other day and then they won. <laughs> yeah. They still blew a 20 point lead. So, so yeah. I don't have a lot. Maybe a question to the Celtics team. So there we are. Um, last segment of the show. Um, spotlighting. Uh, we'll, we'll do our spotlights. I'll go first with my spotlighter, Joe Kelly, who uh, I, I love this. got suspended because he, for one, he threw at Astros players. <laughs> So, and of course, Joe Kelly, the pitcher for the Dodgers, threw at Astros players, and then he struck out Carlos Correa. No, made okay, a, no. Not only he threw him above his head, struck him out, yeah. and then made a little face at him. <laughs> and then, you'll have to just look at it. And then they almost got in a fight. <laughs> he got yeah. suspended. Which is weird. The dugout's cleared. Uh, <laughs> You're not supposed to be close to people. Well, yeah, but the dugouts had to clear for this one. So. Um, Carlos Correa getting what he deserves. Joe Kelly dishing it out. Oh, who's your spotlight? Oh, my main man, TJ Warren. Hold up for the Pacers. Oh man, I'll, I'll find the game. First here. player to get 50 points plus in the bubble. In the bubble. And he was traded for cash. <laughs> <laughs> he was traded Let's see, for what cash the Suns, which is the most Suns thing I've ever heard of in my life. Like, oh wow. I don't know. Did you watch yeah, it? I watched it. I'm on NBA TV, but uh, right now, 17 seconds left in Toronto to beat Miami by a point. Oh, wow. It's on NBA TV. We have that. So, we have 53 points. Uh, he was. Yeah, I'll get a stat line. Okay, he was. I, uh, I, I didn't see him here. Oh, okay. I didn't have the bench. <laughs> but no, insane shooting percentage. He is 20 for 29. And mm-hmm. take into account, three of those were a missed three pointer. And he's still 9 for 12 uh-huh. from three. Which is insane. So 75% from three. Look out the guy. He also about- had two blocks, which tied Miles Turner, who is the center. Yeah. Um, insane game. In the game, that's a field goal percentage of 690. I, uh, yeah, insane. 20 for 29. Some real Kobe numbers right there for telling you that. Yep. Insane. If I watched it because mm-hmm. it was on. Had four rebounds and three assists also. Oh, one turnover. Well, damn, that's cool. That's good. 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 That's a good match. That's a great game. Yep. So, yep, there it is. 